Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 45. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With their patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. So got my own that Storm 20L or the Storm 30L, DB. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, hint, hint. So we are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Let's get number 45 going. Boom. where you were just talking about we'll pick up about you lived in a van for eight months and you were traveling around yes uh that's actually a very interesting story because i was first of all i'm from georgia country not the state it's exactly like a state but a country and my husband was studying in the u.s so that's why we moved in the u.s for the first in the first place and we lived in the minneapolis then he graduated from there we left moved to Kansas City. And I remember one day I was watching this video about Hawaii and about just like ocean and air and air pollution. And I just got the idea of what if we just moved to Hawaii? And I texted my husband, he was at work and I texted him like, let's move to Hawaii. And he was like, that's an amazing idea. Let's do it. And I was like, no, I'm serious. And in two months, we just like sold everything. He left his job and we moved to Hawaii. And that's when we decided we wanted to try something new and bought a van. The day we arrived in Hawaii, we bought a van, renovated the van, and started traveling on the island with our son, who was two at a time. Yeah. And we just like did everything ourselves. We just got a little help for the roof and for the flooring. And then pandemic hit. We loved Hawaii. We loved traveling, but everything got closed, all the gyms and everything. And that's when we decided to move to the mainland, sell our van, buy a new van and travel on the mainland. So that's 
just a short introduction of how it traveled and decided to live in the van. For and it lasted eight months in the van on both vans. I'm not counting the time we uh, the, when the pandemic hit, we just moved to a yurt. It wasn't even an apartment. It was a yurt, an earth house. So I'm not counting the time. And when it was like eight months total, it was crazy. So would y'all just pick a place where y'all wanted to go next and when you were traveling in the U.S.? Or how did y'all just kind of just, eh, we'll just see what happens. We'll start driving. And- yes, it was almost like that. My husband had been, like some on the map, obviously, like what comes next. But we had no actual plans. We we had no plans for the campsites as well. We were just figuring out as we were going. So no actual plans there. Adults with a child, no plans. I feel like uh, you create a lot of great memories just by doing that. I've always thought about doing just like getting up and just leaving and going out and heading out west from where I'm at, just seeing what happens and have my own little venture. Now, I've never done it, but I always just thought it would be a cool little story for myself or, you know, yes. I feel like you learn a lot about yourself. a lot and um obviously it had its own challenges and i can only speak from my experience because we had a child with us and traveling and living in this tiny space with a child is completely different for a couple because when you are just a couple you guys can have your own time you don't need each other all the time but when you have a child you need each other all the time no you give him a water no you take him and it's like creates a little bit of tension in between in the relationship but other than that, the memories we had, and I was always joking, like before, if I drop something on the ground, I would put it in the trash. Now, like, it's a joke, but I might take it out from the trash and eat it because, like, I don't even care about it anymore. We we ate in the woods from the rocks, and it just creates a different perspective of now when I go to my bathroom to have a hot shower, I am so grateful for that hot shower because for eight months, I was taking, like, almost, like, cold showers on the beach everyone was and you learn not to care about others opinions because imagine being on this how on in the hawaii on this like amazing beach where like fancy people go and you're standing there and shampooing yourself <laughs> like washing yourself and everyone is watching you like you're crazy and you have to just learn what's your goal what's your intention and not to care about others opinion as much as you i cared before so and I learned like so many more things. You don't need that much to survive and thrive in life, but also you need a little bit of comfort in life. And I appreciate that comfort now more than ever. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I like to say that we're kind of living in one of the best times and I guess all of ages where we have, we can just sit around on our phone and order anything we want food or whatever, not even have to get up. So yeah, I mean, you go back in time. I couldn't imagine, you know, like <laughs> you said, you know, having like bathe outside and cold water. So it's just like, man, like, you know, after my workouts and stuff, when I come home to a nice hot shower, or even sometimes a bath, it's so relaxing. So. Yes, it is. And uh, you, when you have challenges in life, I just go back to like, oh, there was a time when it was so cold outside and I was standing outside taking a cold shower. My life is amazing. I have a cold, cold shower. I have water in my tap. I have just like this warm place. So you just go back to those challenging times and you remind yourself, oh, I'm not there anymore. I'm at a way much better place. So you just get the gratitude. How did your son adapt to all this? I mean, growing up and living in eight months in a van, I mean, did it? Oh, he was great. Kids, kids, I don't know about other people's uh, children. Uh, I assume kids are easily adaptable majority of them obviously depends on their character too but he was happy he was waking up happy he was 
kids are very present and um, they accept their reality for what it is and they find joy everywhere. So no matter what, they, obviously the only challenging part for him was because me and my husband were arguing a little more. Imagine like living in this tiny space with someone else, with two people. And when it was raining and uh, we were not able to find a place to stay and it was eight months, you don't think that it's, but it's a lot. When it goes day by day, it's a lot. And those was a little bit more challenging because now we don't argue that much. We don't, we might argue like once a month because we don't need to argue. <laughs> uh, we both have sleep. We get a lot of help with our kids. And it's just like life is easier when you have a lot of help and comfort. Uh, so I think that part was a little bit challenging for him. But other than that, the travel, he loved it. Yeah, I can kind of relate to what you're saying. Because I remember when I was growing up that, you know, my, my parents are divorced. And I remember seeing them fight when I was, you know, probably mm-hmm. roughly. Or when I say fight, I mean argue. And like, you know, five to eight, nine years old. And just growing, there's still some of those memories are kind of impacted on me. Because some of them were, you know, pretty ruthless, you would think. And um yeah, it just, it just sticks with you, you know, over time. And just, I wonder, you know, I mean, every, every, I guess there's a healthy relationship where every couple's going to argue, I would think. I mean, I don't, I've never heard of a couple not arguing, but uh, do you have a definition of a healthy relationship? It seems like you and your husband have a good one going on. We have, um, our relationship has its own ups and downs. We have like healthy moments in relationship. And then we have unhealthy moments when we are unconscious of not working on working on ourselves. Yeah. For me personally, healthy relationship is a relationship where there's communication going on. And no matter what happens in another person, there is support. And communication looks like, for example, the other day, um, that's a silliest example, but that just comes into my mind. I don't like when I'm sleeping and someone cuddles me in the middle of the sleep. And whole night he was cuddling me and I woke up, I was so anxious because imagine like someone bothering you whole night. Yeah. And the morning he was talking to me and I was like, my love, I am very anxious right now. If I'm going to talk to you, we will have an argument. So just know that. And if you want to go, just leave the room. That's a healthy relationship for me to know what's happening inside of you, to be aware of it and to just communicate it, not in the angry way, but just like lovingly, I'm very anxious and it's okay to be anxious. And he was just like made fun of me. And then I smiled and, you know, like I was in a great mood. But of course, we all have moments when I say something unconsciously to him and he tells me something unconsciously. None of us catches it and we are both unconscious. And then when the argument happens, because if he tells me something and I can become aware of he might be having a bad day or bad moment, Mm. I might just be quiet and not say anything. And then after a few minutes, I might tell him, like, I'm having a bad day. Can I do something for you? It just, when couple are just not versus each other, but versus the problem in their relationship, they're just a healthy relationship for me. So with the problem in the relationship, do you think a lot of, well, when I say a lot of couples, do you think couples do maybe kind of run from that problem rather than try to fix it or... They don't run from the problem, as I see. They run um, when there's a, in the relationships, majority of us want, it's, we make a big deal about ourselves. It's like me, listen to me, hear me. Uh, it's all about me, 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 me. Uh, when in reality, if we detach from it, imagine like, have you had a moment when your friend is telling you about their problems and you are like, their solution is so easy, thinking by yourself. Because you are detached from their problem and they are in the middle of the problem. 
See, that happens for us too. When we are inside of the problem, rather than really like thinking about the problem, sometimes I like to imagine that my friend has the problem that I have because I can give myself a good advice. And if we don't make it always about ourselves, and this is a good uh, tip for couples, when you feel a certain way in during the argument, that's exactly how another person feels. Because what we say and what we do is a projection of our how we feel inside. So how we feel inside, our words will show the same thing. And how we feel, we try to unconsciously make other person feel the same way. So if you want to understand how your partner feels, you just have to ask yourself, am I feeling unworthy? That's how another person feels. They are feeling unworthy and they are trying to project that on you. So if it, awareness is always the key because if someone is coming to you and telling you like, you look tired today and you know you, look, you don't look tired, they might feel tired inside and they see everyone as tired. So whatever we say, it's just projection and it just shows how we feel from inside. So if we keep that in mind, and if our partner is telling us, and I don't mean about abusive relationships where people abuse each other mentally, physically all the time, that's very unhealthy. And if they are able to leave the relationship and the relationship is not like improving, they have to leave the relationship. But obviously there is a question I ask myself, like would I date myself? And sometimes I wouldn't date myself too because Sometimes I'm annoying and it's okay. <laughs> like imagine like dating yourself. None of us are perfect. So sure. just little things to become aware of how you are feeling is a projection of how another person feels. And then if you know how another person feels, it's like, what would, if what would help me if I ask that I can say that to another person and intention should be like, I don't want to argue. We want to argue. I had so many moments before I arrived to that place where I was saying so many, I don't know, like bad things to him. And from inside, I was like, just stop, stop talking. And I could not stop. It's a practice. It's like, I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of yoga. And if I fall out of the practice, then I just lose the connection to myself. And then I can be very mean. So it's just about awareness. There are a lot of components to healthy relationship, but this is just what came to my mind. When you think that, you know, we're projecting ourselves like our unworthiness or whatever onto somebody else. Do you think part of it though, is that it's, you know, people always want to be right. It seems like, especially in an argument and they let their ego kind of take over. And I, I, I'm fault for it too. It's just because, you know, I, I get, I stick to my guns and I want to make sure that I'm going to win this argument, even though, I'm probably wrong, but I just try to think of every which way I can spend the conversation to be right. And that's what escalates more into uh, something that could be a, such a little problem and escalate it into a mountain, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, do you think a lot of people are just, they just don't know how to back down and get away from their ego in situations like that? That's a good way to put it. They don't know. They don't know how to do that. Uh, because in a way, we are all adults with the unhealed children inside. So um, when arguments happen, it might, you might be so heated up because it triggered one of your childhood traumas or someone did something that um, your father used to do, or you just really want to be right and prove it. And it's like going back to the intention of what is my intention here? Me and my husband were sitting in the car and I was driving and I was driving like with a normal speed and it was raining. And he was telling me how he was very anxious because I was driving very fast 
And I was like, okay, I didn't say anything because I was like, I'm not driving fast. He likes when I'm driving fast, what's happening here? And then he told me about this sad story, how when he was in the Ukraine, he was driving and he, it was raining and he hit this dog and the dog died. And I was like, oh, because I, it was rain, he's old. And it, it just happened like one month ago when he hit the dog. He was just very emotional because he remembered the emotions, what, whatever he had when he hit the dog. And then I gave him keys afterwards in a while. And I was like, now you drive. And he, when he was driving, he was driving so fast. I was like, you are the guy in my mind. You are the guy that was like almost cried five minutes ago. And I was like, if I tell him this right now, what's my intention? If I tell him like, you just told me blah, blah, blah. And now you're driving fast. Like what, what will I get from it? And I have no intention. So I just keep my mouth shut and it's hard to do. I wanted to tell him like, you are driving faster than me. <laughs> I wanted to be that person, but who do I wouldn't have gotten anything. So what if I'm right? And if I wasn't driving fast, like, so what? So you have to just go back to your intention. What would I gain from it? Because we, we had an amazing time and it would have changed the dynamic between two of us. But it's so hard to keep your mouth shut and not say all of the things that comes into your mind. So when your ego comes up and you want to be right, only advice I can give you to become aware of it and just ask yourself, what would I gain if I say all those words and imagine the scenario and how the situation might go. And if it's worth it, just by any means go and say those words. But if it's not, it's hard, but I would just like, be quiet and let it go inside of me. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. And kind of circling back though, I was, when you said, would you date yourself? You know, um, I was just thinking about that and just, you know, now when I think about it, like myself now, yeah, I think I would. But when I'm talking about when myself in college, uh, you know, what's that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was, I think I was a complete, like for a better word, shithead during college. And just knowing how I am and knowing like from that point on in my life and like right now where I've kind of learned about myself and started growing more within myself, I feel like, yeah, you just learn a lot about yourself. It's like, okay, yeah. Why did I, why did I think that way five years ago? Why did I think that way 10 years ago? And even with, you know, relationships and everything in, I guess life, it was just, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I yes, guess uh, I don't know where learn. I was going with that point. I don't know where I was going with that point, but I was just thinking. No, you, I think you were just saying that that makes sense. Yeah. That, yes. Before, yes. Uh, before I wouldn't date myself either. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in college, I wouldn't do that too. I had like a lot of good uh, qualities, but I had few toxic qualities too, which I had to let go and all came from like childhood pain. So in college, I don't think anyone would date themselves. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, if I'm thinking about college that I think, you know, I may have been also looking up to the wrong role models there at that point, too, is that, you know, I was looking at what, you know, you would justify, oh, he's a cool person or whatever he's doing. You know, he, you know, he's working out every day. He gets all the ladies at the parties and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're the cool people. But it's really not at that time. It may have been cool. But you start to think about it when you get older. It's like, "Mm, what's going on in the background? You know, it's just really not. That's cool. Because your values changed? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, just because, you know, it, it seems like growing up, that's what it's all about. Like in high school, you got to be the Mr. Popular or Miss Popular. And, 
Um, and you just look forward to that, getting that type of attention and just trying to seek it, seek it out in any way you can, whether it's just changing yourself and being somebody who you are not and who you think you are. And you're just becoming somebody that you're not. And then it just, I don't know if it starts to change your life. It starts to change your brain. And you just start changing completely the, your outlooks on everything. And it's just, you, and then maybe five years down the road, you're, oh, this is not what I thought. This is not what I wanted, you know? So maybe because fitting in, fitting in becomes too painful and we just have, we just get new realizations. Life just gives, puts us on our knees and we're like, okay, now I'm listening. This yeah. is not my values. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of relationships and stuff, I was just, I read something about a couple of days ago about term limits in marriage. I mean, do you have, and like, they're, I don't know, they're obviously not in America, but they're in other countries. And from what I understand, I mean, is that anything you know what about? What does term limits mean? So, limit? so limit? saying that, uh, so saying you and I are married and after seven years, we just like, you want to call it quits? We're done here. We can, and like, it's just an even out. We're done here we're mm. in the marriage and we just go on about our ways. I haven't heard of it, but it sounds clever. Instead of just going down, you know, a complete brutal divorce. Um, mm. Yeah, so I guess it's like... And do they sign something in the beginning where it uh, says, like, if we ever want to leave, everything will be half-half? Or is it like... I, that's a good question. I would assume that you can, especially if you're setting up this limit anyway. But yeah. I didn't go that far into details with it. Oh, yes. but I don't even know which but, countries you have it, but... Oh, yes. It sounds, it sounds cool because... In the beginning of the relationship, everyone loves each other. So to have something like if something happens, because it might, it's cool to have that on your side where it's not going to be that painful and everyone gets half of everything. That's cool. So do you think that, you know, you do think maybe it should be practiced more rather than just, hey, we're married, this is for life or till death or whatever? Or I would say before they get married, like living together should be practiced a lot. Because I don't know, in the U.S., I know people take more time before they get married. But in my country, people don't get that much time. Like, people get married. to get. I, I got married when I was 19, and nobody would have been surprised because it's normal to get married that really? uh, early. Yes. And in the U.S., like, if someone is married 19, it's like such a young couple. Yeah. You know, like, it's not that, it's not maybe not rare, but... People don't get married at 19 often. And I gave birth when I was 20. I'm 25 now. So it's just like normal here. So cultures are different. Um, here, when you gave birth, when I lived in the U.S., I raised my son in the U.S. majority of for the four years. I had no help. Here, like everyone gets gives me help. All the grandmas have their days. And one day it's with his grandpa. And one day another grandma. And there are communities here so it's just different i think it's cultural thing um it can be practiced in the u.s i think it will work in the u.s i don't think it will work in another country because every country is different cultures traditions it's all different yeah it's just my opinion no yeah and, and that's that's what i'm looking for and just trying to see what you what your thoughts were on it because it makes me kind of go back and think about my thoughts and like i mean for for you for your uh, preference, I'm not married or have any kids yet either, or not either, but, but I'm still just haven't gone down that road yet just because mm -hmm. our divorce rate in this country seems pretty high. And I have a lot of friends. Well, when I say a lot of friends, I know a lot of people who have already gone or getting divorced or who just seem unhappy. And it's just that, well, you know, I just don't want to rush into something, you know, when, you know, at 19, yeah, it's almost, if you get married at 19 here, almost 
all like our elder, I want to say elders, our, our parents will yes. say you're setting yourself up. You're not setting yourself up for success. It's mm-hmm. going to be the wrong choice, but there are cases when I mean, this is generally speaking, there are cases that it works out like in your case, though, yes. but you're in a completely different. Yes, and you never know what's going to happen tomorrow for me. So <laughs> me and my husband, we try to detach from the notion of forever because forever seems a bit long. Yeah. You never know. Uh, so as long as we both work on the relationship, we're good to go. But if one of us stops or both of us, the worst case scenario will be like, if by any chance, both of us stop working on the relationship for a time period, we might, you never know what's going to happen in life. I might wake up and fall in love with somebody else, or he might do that. So we try to detach from that notion that we will be forever together. We just, all I know is I'm going to always respect him because he's the father of my son. And I will always be there for him when he actually needs me. I can promise him that. And he can promise me that. So I think if we have the in our minds that I, I will do whatever I can today. And when I wake up tomorrow, I will do the same for myself first. And because if we don't take care of ourselves, if I'm not doing what I love and what gives me energy, uh, my, my cup is just empty and I cannot give anything to anyone else. So if we can do that and then wake up and do the same and then wake up and do the same, I think it's easier rather than thinking for the next 10 years, I should always show up for someone else. It just creates so much anxiousness inside of us. What do you think about social media right now? And as far as relationships and marriage go, do you think that it causes a lot of general problems within the relationship or is it actually healthy when it can be used as, I guess, healthy if that's a, way uh, creating problem in a way of it shows us this perfect relationships and we are comparing our relationship to that relationship sure. of course it creates i think uh the um we all had moments when we follow someone uh, on social media and we meet that person and their life on social media and their life in reality is completely different if we observe our lives look different too and i don't try to be perfect on social media and but I just share as I am. If I'm sad, I'm sharing that I'm sad, but I don't make a big deal. I'm not there uh, of complaining my life is so challenging, challenging right now because I don't think like that ever. I have moments when I'm like, my life is so challenging, but then I try to go back to gratitude and change it. So, but still it looks more perfect than my life is. If we get this awareness and stop, because I think who said that comparison is slip of joy. I think the other Roosevelt said. Oh, if yeah. we stop comparing our lives to someone else's lives and understand that our marriage is different. Us as a couple are different than our neighbors. And we just stop um, just, how can I say? We just like stop believing someone else's lies in a way. I think we will have more appreciation for our relationship because if we have something and some expectation in our head, how our relationship should look like, we would not be able to actually appreciate what we have. And we just lose the relationship and then we go back and we are like, oh, we actually had good moments in our relationship. We are just not, it is wherever your focus goes, that energy flows. So if you're focused on the negative aspects of the relationship, then that's what you get. But for sure, um, it has an effect on people's social media. But I don't think it's social media's fault. It's just we need to get more aware and get more awareness and understand that as we are doing, they are sharing their best moments too. 
I love how you just say comparison is a thief of joy. That's one of my favorite quotes. Yes, it is. And just Instagram and all of it, it's basically is just a highlight reel. And a lot of people don't want to show, like you said, if you're feeling sad, they're just going to show, obviously, when they're living their best moments in their life, in which I understand that completely. I mean, I don't think I share anything, but I try to share anything but positive stuff on mine and stuff. And like, you know, you see all those memes. So it's like Instagram versus actual reality. And it's like, it's actually not as good as what everyone's making it out to be. But, but just looking at that stuff and just scrolling through it constantly, I mean, you know, and I can get that way too. And I'm just not talking about everybody, but just how it affects your mind. And you just almost go into this negative state and you start to compare yourself as this like, shit, I ain't doing that. You know, man, that's so cool that they're over there in paradise or whatever. Or oh, man, they bought a new car. Like what, you know, what the but hell? That's a good car? feeling. So. I think uh, Mel Robbins talks about jealousy and to like shift our mindset um, around the jealousy. Because if, for example, not you or someone else is getting the feeling that, oh, they have another in car and I don't have it or they have this, it's you will not want something that you don't know you deserve. Or you don't, maybe you don't want to, if you see a bike, you are not thinking about the bike that way. So if we get that feeling inside of us, it's like, oh, we actually want this. And then ask ourselves to shift our mentality around it and rather than saying i'm so sad that's not how you are saying it's just like an example i am so sad because this i don't have this oh i'm inspired how can i get this if we just shift our mind and use jealousy as an indication of what we want because sometimes not everyone journals and not everyone meditates and they don't know what they want if we use it as an indication of what we want in our life, and then we ask the right questions because questions are everything. But then we ask the right questions of how can I, I don't have it now, but how can I create it in my life? We can just use it. But also, as you said, like we are what we consume. Uh, the other day, I was looking at the billboards and in the US it's, the billboards are like divorced, injured, but here it's like McDonald's and burgers. Every country is different. And I was looking at this billboard and I was realizing how it uh, just programs our mind. And my sister just out of nowhere was sitting in the car. She was like, oh my God, I would love to eat a burger now. And I was like, have you just noticed the billboard? And she was like, no. And all of what we see just programs our mind unconsciously. So if we just like uh, consume more than we create on social media, also it can uh, just be very challenging for our mind. And when we go to bed, our mind because we are not giving our mind a break all day our mind will not give a break and that's why so many people cannot sleep because to fall asleep you need peace Hmm. how do you give your body a break or do you i i'm not uh as great um in it as i want to be because i have high standards for myself (laughs) that's good you should but I have, uh, I got, got really good at um, giving myself moments throughout the day, throughout the day. First of all, the moment I wake up, I have like just one phone. I bought this iPhone 7, which is just for meditation and just for, I only have meditation, YouTube, podcast, and we have applications, the breathing technique application. So when I wake up, I have that phone. There is no social media app inside. And I just, do my meditation immediately. And then I come out, I do my workout, I take a shower, I get dressed, I get dressed and get ready every day if I'm not going anywhere. And then I allow myself to pick up the phone if I want to. Um, sometimes I pick up the phone first or I get the breakfast and then pick up the phone. And then I have like to-do lists. I'm a, I don't know, it's my horoscope or what, but I have 
to-do list and list for everything. I have my pleasure list, my happiness list, what gives me energy, what drains my energy. And I just, the night before or before I sit down to work, I have my to-do list. So I focus, and it's not more than six things. Never, because, not never, but majority of the times, because too much overwhelms me. And I just have my list and I know what I'm doing. I know my priorities. And if I ever get um, just, I want to take up my, take my phone, I'm like, okay, have I, have I completed? And I call it my too complete list. I don't call it to-do list because it's a too complete list. I always write to complete like list. Yes, because I have to complete this task. I don't have to do the tasks. So I just, that I know where my focus is. And then if I notice that I don't feel good inside or I have like, I'm not breathing that well, I just put everything aside. And I actually, my favorite thing is to just sit and think in quiet. I love that. Me and my mind just never get uh, bored together because I just love to visualize things. And also in the mornings that I do, it's like when I do my skincare routine, I just visualize that what I want in my life, that I'm in the house that I want, that I'm going to go and see the car that I want to get. And I just actually see that I'm completely different bathroom and just like feel uh, the feelings that I want to achieve. And it actually feels real. So that are the little things that boost like uh, my energy throughout the day. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, well, most people probably don't even have time to do that at all. Anymore. I think they have time. That's, a, that's why I visualize in the bathroom because I will do my skincare routine every morning. I know that uh, some people run every day. Some people drive every day. Everyone drives all day. You can just sit and imagine that you are driving the car that you want and look at the wheel and see the logo of the car you want to see. Like You can choose something that you do every day and use that time to visualize because I know I'm not going to uh, go to bed and visualize every night because that's not appealing to me, but I know I'm doing my skincare routine. I can just imagine myself being in a different bathroom, the bathroom that I want to get. So everyone has those moments during the day. For example, if you're even just now sitting and your podcast, you want your podcast to go on a different level, yeah. you can just imagine a different guest or, you know, like different setting and just like really feel how it feels. So you, I can, we can, busy is a reflection of priorities and that's not um, something I came up with and I love that because this just shows our priorities. So if you prioritize it, you'll just time will appear for it. Hmm. I like that. I like that too. When I think um, one of the, her, her name is Chelsea. I can't remember the last name. She said busy is a priority reflection of priorities. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Thank you for giving me the words for it. <laughs> so just visualizing stuff really helps you. Yes. And I got really good at visualizing and like uh, Abraham Hicks, I don't know if listeners are familiar with her. Um, she talks a lot about um, bringing ourselves into this cre creation of vortex. And from that vortex, we are creating everything. So if you're just visualizing and then actually feeling the feelings, it just makes, and then you are letting go everything and just have be you believe that you will get whatever you want, no matter which way it comes and just let it go. Everything just comes to us. And I have so many examples of manifestation in my life. When things just appeared in my life, I just mentioned it and things just appeared in my life. So it just really works. Uh, I'm glad you said that manifest manifestation, just because I've had some rare occurrences in my life that, you know, I've, 
thought about something and trying to get something or whatever, or seeing someone or whatever it was. And all of a sudden it just happened. And it's like, wait, because sometimes I, I get skeptical about that stuff. It's like, I don't really know if I really believe that or if that's really true, but it'll happen on occasion or rarely for me. It's like, yes. and it's like, whoa, maybe there is something to this. And I don't know, it just blows my mind. You know, I've always read that, or I've read something, you should have your mind blown at least once a week. And just, if it does happen, it's like, and it's like, whoa. All right, maybe I should go down this road and investigate a little bit more. But I don't know, but it's cool. It's just, it's it's a cool feeling too, even if it's not, if it doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to go. But it was just the fact that the door was there for you to walk through and had an opportunity at it. So, um, I love that. Especially for the guys, because, uh, females and feminine are more creative and a little bit more attuned to their uh, inner self so when guys get the manifestation stories i'm like oh tell me about that i love that yeah i mean i've never really spoke about it a lot just with my friends or anything just because if i start talking about it i always feel like they probably don't believe in it they'll think i'm weird or something and but yeah. i don't know maybe there is something to it i don't know um, Louis Hay said what i believe becomes true to me and what you believe becomes true to you so Whatever we believe that is true, it just becomes true to us. So if I believe something is true in my life, it will be true. If, for example, you or someone else doesn't believe in it, um, it just won't because we want to be true in their life. So it's just like universe just listens to every word we say. And it's just like we create our reality, basically. So if we believe it's true, it's true. And I have so many examples of before I believed it's true, it was not happening. And then I believed it's true for me. And then it started to happen in my life. So I think it's just a choice to just observe and believe or not. And I don't think everyone should believe. They have their own choice. Everyone has a right to their own opinion, but, and I think it's also just, you know, with a screen in front of you at all times and just people seem to be always on the go and always, you know, we were just talking about not having time to visualize or whatever, but you can actually visualize without, you know, if you make time for it, a lot of people don't even want to try to, I mm-hmm. guess, but. Um, can I acknowledge you for a second? I re- I'm really enjoying this conversation and I just wanted to let you know that I'm really enjoying this conversation. I'm really enjoying your energy and I'm really enjoying your questions, your curiosity, the way you talk, the way you ask the questions. So I don't want to, I want to remember to say that. I don't want to forget it. So I just want to acknowledge you. Well, I definitely appreciate Thank you. That. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for that. showing interest and really caring and really asking the questions you are curious. Well, you know, I, you know, I don't know about your background with podcasts and everything, but I really, I get a lot of information from podcasts and I started listening to podcasts and we might be going down a different road here, but that's okay. But, um, probably like four or five out of four or five years ago, let's say that. I don't know. But you know, they, I don't want to say they changed my life, but it opened up my eyes to, Hey, not everybody lives the same way as you do. You know, there's different ways you can do things. You can learn about different stuff just by listening to other people and seeing how they think and what they're actually doing with their lives. And it was like, it just like when I was talking about getting your mind blown, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Why did I never think that way? Or why did I never see things in that type of light? It was just like, I was like, what am I? I don't know. I I felt so naive at the time and I felt like a complete you know, just a complete idiot. And I was, this was after college. And I think I was even working, I was working obviously, but it was just, what the hell? Why did I never know this? And it just, 
yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. But yeah, I just, that's the reason I was... Yes, I, yeah. I had so many moments like that. I remember the way I started listening to the podcast is so funny because my husband, when I, like how many years ago was it? Like four years ago? I wasn't really good at falling asleep easy. So he would like tell me the stories he would listen to the podcast before we went to sleep, like interesting stories. And the stories was so interesting. I was like, what are you listening to? He was like, I'm listening to the podcast. And I was like, what is a podcast? And then I was listening to podcasts all the time when I was like with my son, with a stroller going out. I was just like at podcasts all the time. And I, I just, in the morning, I just listened to the podcast as well. So I love how you put it. It just, it, not, it doesn't change your life. It just opens up your eyes and then you change your life. Exactly. I love that how you put it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's right. just, and you know, it's just like with everything else that I've seen as far as like, if you want to be good at something, you know, yeah, some people can just come out, you know, as far as like, all right, so I do CrossFit. I don't know if you knew that part, but like some people can just come out and they're just true athletes and they're just killing it, you know, and they, they become elite at no time. But for us mortals, I guess, if you want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm in a gym five to six days a week and I follow a program and I'm slowly grinding my way to get better. And I feel like what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, if you do want to make a positive change in your life and if you do want to find something that, oh, yeah, this is I don't want to live my life like that anymore. I do want to make a change that it's, it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen, you know, in snap of fingers. But if you start making small changes, you know, and start saying, you know, like you said, if you visualize what you want, there's a way to get there. Just how do you want to sit down, write it down, how you're going to do it and then go, I guess. Yes. Yes, yes, you are so right, yes. But I don't, you know, when, the reason I was asking about social media and stuff, and I think some people might get caught up now and just with social media and movies and TV and just with their daily lives, and they just, they're afraid of change, and they don't want to go, you know, step out of their comfort zone. And then they just kind of go through life, and they're wondering, like, man, you know, in 10, you know, 50 years from now, when you're looking back on your life, do you want to have regrets? I mean, I think we all were going to have regrets, but... You know, I've always, you know, I heard that quote one time, 50 years from now, when you're looking back on your life, don't you want to say you had the guts to do, you know, said thing? And yes, and whatever, you're so right. Uh, I want to try the dance class for so long and I'm not prioritizing that enough. It's not like, oh, I don't have time to try it, but I'm not prioritized. It always comes up. And the other day I was thinking like, if like 50 years from now, I don't try the dance class, it will still come up in my mind. And I will be like, why haven't I tried it? So I know I'm going to try that dance class and it's so simple. I want to try so many things and not all of them comes up in my mind like a few times a month. So it's just like whatever came up more than twice, three times, if we let ourselves try that, do that, no matter how scary it is, I don't think we will get that feeling of, of maybe I should have tried. Hmm. That's definitely true. What, what type of dance? I, 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 I will, first of all, I want to try pole dancing so much. I want to just try it, how it feels. And I want to try just like regular hip hop dance as well. Yeah. I've always, uh, you know, like I'll watch like a movie and, um, there's, all right. So I'll be, I'll be weird here for a minute. So have you ever watched the umbrella Academy? Did you sit on, on the Netflix? You ever mm. heard of it? All right. So I have not. We, okay. we, yes. So I'm, after, after this umbrella Academy. Uh, yeah, it's called the Umbrella Academy. It's based on a, um, a comic book series, I think. Oh. But didn't mess that up. But I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, there's a dance scene in there, and it's uh, look it up when you get out when we get done here. And it's um, by um, 
um, I forgot the actors' names, but they're dancing in there, and there's like you know old type light bulbs come down and they do a whole dance scene to it. Um, I'll, I'll probably even send you the link or and if anybody's looking it up, but it's on umbrella Academy. It's on Netflix. It's a dance scene, um, dancing in the moonlights, what it's called. And it was, I just, for some reason, I just thought it was one of the coolest scenes in a TV show that I've watched in a while. And it was just had me imagining like, Ooh, what if I could do this in real life? I would like to even look like, you know, set up a thing with a choreographer and just, I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was one of the coolest things. It's an indication. Oh, what you yeah, I guess. Yeah. It just spoke to me. It's, Man. That was just, and it was like a two minute scene, but it was just, I even watch it like from time to time. I'll just go back and just sit down. Oh man. And this brief. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Whatever uh, you get that feeling of, oh my God, this hour, we can use it as an indication of, okay, there's something there for us. I love that, that you remembered about that. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things that stick out in my mind like mm-hmm. that. It's just, and I'll still go back and like be even just simple, simple, not something as simple as a song, but and just, you know, it speaks to you or whatever. So Yes, it just speaks to you. I think there is, there was this uh, fun exercise to just, oh, to just like write down or something, which movie character speaks to you the most. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's just psychological thing that it, you, you have like similar traits and um, you can just understand maybe your traumas and all of that. And that was so funny. All the movie characters that speak to me are a little bit... <laughs> Well, it's because you like you, like, you can see part of yourself in those characters, right? You and just, yes, and one of them was like Salt when Angelina Jolie. What another was like Harley Quinn, and I was like, okay, there's some wild, crazy part inside of me. And that was just really funny. But we can use that kind of things as indications of to understand ourselves better. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree a lot with that. Just because there's certain movies or certain you know, actors or even characters that I always kind of go back to just because the movie could be not you know, get terrible reviews, but I'll still enjoy it just because of just what you just said. Just, yes. Yes. Ooh, I really just, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And this yes, part it's, really- it's just an indication. We, whatever we just admire in that character, either we want to have it or we are not allowing ourselves to show that part of ourselves. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are afraid to show that part of themselves. Yes, I know. I know. I it was so hard for me to admit that I have this wild side. Wild side meaning like I have, I care about people so much. I truly care from my heart. But sometimes I don't care about anyone. I just care about myself, and I want to have the fun, and I want to dance until I fall. So like it's just like allowing ourselves to have like those all of our fragments allow because we are all fragmented beings. None of us have this one character and one personality inside of us. Have you ever had like when you decide or someone else, I'm going to start working out tomorrow and tomorrow comes and nothing happens because what was the part of us that was sure that was going to do something and another part which just completely uh, did something completely different. So we all have the parts of us or fragments of us or characters inside that we have to just allow all of them at different times to show up. I also have my mode when I'm in logical mode. I'm bossy and like I only care everything to be perfect and everything should be orderly. But I also have my flexible side, days when I don't care if house is a mess. It's just allowing ourselves to be who we are at that day and at that moment. It just helps us so much. Yeah, I mean, you're free in a sense. That- yes, because I'm not just the same every day, especially for the women. We are just, women are cyclical beings every week of the month. They feel different. They show themselves different. They express themselves themselves different. So that's so important as a man and as women to understand ourselves and how we feel um, 
we in the winter when it's cold outside, we feel different when it's, it's the summer and we're at the beach. And it's okay. Our environment has effect on us, and we shouldn't feel in the we we can feel outside in the winter in the snow as we feel at the beach. We can allow ourselves to do so, but it's not that natural. It is okay not to feel our best and high uh, every day, but we can still have good days. I have had moments when I feel so shitty and I told myself, I'm still going to have the best day of my life, even feeling shitty. We can still allow, and when you acknowledge that, that I don't feel my best and when you don't try to like force yourself to be this positive being, automatically you just forget about it and you feel better. I'm glad you said that just because I'm talking about, you know, if you're at the beach or if there's snow outside, because sometimes I wonder with myself that, you know, you know, seasonal depression that, you know, when start, winter starts coming around that, you know, I usually feel like I'm on a pretty even keel at all times. I never get really, really high or I never get really low, but I do notice myself that when winter times start coming around, that starts getting dark earlier and that I'm kind of felt like I'm stuck inside more and it's just cold all the time. And, and I'm not a fan of cold weather. I mean, I know some people are, but I've just, I don't enjoy it, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I do struggle with that. that. Normal. Yeah. Is, is it? It's, it's normal. Some uh, some people enjoy rain. And before when it was raining outside, I was always sad. But then one day I just decided that I'm not going to be sad anymore. I'm just going to enjoy the weather as it is. And then it took time. But now when it's raining, I feel the same when it's not raining. So it's just like allowing ourselves to just take time and just work on it. Or just, or just be however we are. But that's not... Um, it doesn't give us the right to be mean to others or uh, to be unhappy. We can just not be always like bubbly and positive, but we can still have good life and we can still have great days. Yeah, It's just different levels of happiness. There is. There's some, yes. there's some things I've noticed that it seems people enjoy. They don't want to be happy just because they enjoy rather the drama or they enjoy having problems. And just maybe just because... And this is my point of view that, you know, it seeks attention back to them. And that's, I guess, how they get their, you know, which we were talking about earlier, maybe their worth or whatever. But it's just like, hey, you know, everyone's got problems, bro. I mean, you know, and like you, I think you said earlier, you don't know what you're, I don't know what you're going through. And, but, you know, we all got problems. It's just a matter of how we deal with them, I guess. But mm-hmm. you know, people just choose to keep that problem going and just, it's just, what are you doing? It's not, you know, we can fix this, right? And that's maybe me thinking it. Maybe you can't fix it or whatever. But if it's a problem you're telling me about, it's just, hey, man, we can just easily just start eating better or moving better or whatever. It's just simple. Just do that first and see where that goes. Yeah. But I don't know. Yes. Yes. I think it's um, easy to talk about. And I had moments and I'm like, I know what the what is the right thing to do, but how I feel inside and what I know that is right are not aligned yet. And it just takes me time to align myself. But I whatever you just said, I always say that it's me, it's my responsibility, it's all me. If someone just was rude to me and I got angry, I let myself get angry. Someone didn't made me angry. Nobody makes you angry. I so um I think who was saying that? I think Sadhguru said that and it just some words just stick with me and helps me. No matter what happens outside of me, there is peace within me always. And I love that how he put that no matter what happens outside, if we're letting that to affect us, and obviously some things will affect us. We're just letting it control us. So as you said, it's just us. We, 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 we 
it's all our responsibility. And if our life isn't changing, it's just us that needs to be changed. I, I love how you said that. Have you ever read the book, uh, The Four Agreements? I, I have. Uh, I wanted to buy that book. I, I think it has few uh, parts of it, yes. The little um, book. It's a little book. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably, it's a really quick read, yeah. Um, yes, I, I took it in my hand and I put it back because I didn't felt that connected at that moment. But see, I saw the outline and it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I've never really read it either, but the basis of it is, is just... The, <laughs> I, mean, I love that! <laughs> I love your honesty! Yeah, so, but... You know, well, I want, I was kind of like you, I wanted to read it, but then I found out what the actual four agreements are. Mm -hmm. And do you know what they are? Do you want to, I can tell. No, okay, I so, don't remember. Uh, it's uh, be impeccable with your word is the first one. So always, whatever you say, always mean it. Um, mm -hmm. Never take anything too personally. Uh, don't make assumptions and always do your best is the fourth one. I like that. Yeah. And so. Especially the second one. And so once I got those down, I was like, oh. Well, okay. And I figured the rest of the book just kind of goes in detail about how to do that. So I was like, well, I can stick with those and just kind of make my own, I guess, image of each agreement. And so that's just something mm -hmm. that I kind of sticks with me and like, but, you know, like always do your best is like one that I'm like, all right, yeah, if you want to do something, you know, let's try to do it right and try to make whatever yes. we can, make it better, make it good. But. And good looks, best looks different every day. Mm -hmm. My best yesterday was completely different than my best today. Just because you were not and, feeling good or just not in the right state of mind or what? No, it just might the day started differently. Um, the day before I consumed different information, I ate different food, I met different people. And just our best also looks different. The other day from 7, I think 6.30 a.m. until 3 p.m., I worked nonstop, focused. Yesterday, I just did like three hours of work and it's like what? what's our ability today to focus and what's our best looks like today. If we just remember that, I think it's just easier for us. It just makes my life easier if I'm not comparing myself. I just compare myself to myself only. Mm. It's just like how I want to be, how I was and how I am. And also if I comparing myself to my past self, I'm, I'm at so much better place. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it just, I feel immediately best, better. <laughs> It's just like, okay, okay. So like four years from before I was at completely different emotional state, I'm so much better now. Okay, I'm achieving something and it just gives me energy to keep going. <clears throat> you were talking about meditation earlier and this is something I was wanting to ask you about because it's something that I keep going back and forth with trying to introduce into my life. Um, now, I guess like, what is, like, how do you meditate? Do you start your day off by meditate or do you just pick out a certain yeah. time? No, I start my day of meditate with meditation, and uh, it's not always there meditation. Uh, I was really good with meditation when I lived in Florida, and then my ego made an appearance, and I was like, "Oh, I don't need the meditation. Look at me, I feel so good. It's just me. <laughs> I don't need meditation." And then I stopped meditation, and I was like, "Okay, it was meditation. It was not me." <laughs> so I'm back uh, with it, and I do. I do Headspace. I love Headspace because um, that's an app. It's just right. always there. Yes, it's yeah. an app. Yeah, um, it's always there, so it's easier. I don't have to go to YouTube. I don't have to search anything. Uh, but uh, we can just go. I also love on YouTube um, Joey Dispenza. Do you know him? 
his meditations are so powerful. Like I do 10 to 20 minute meditations and he has this music going on and it's all about visualization and it's very powerful. So I love his meditations as well. And mostly I use Headspace because it's just very easy, just one click away. And I just, it helps me to be disciplined with it. And it also tracks your days and gives you quick sweet messages. And I love those quotes. So you just go sit by yourself alone for a few minutes? No, I just, in the, in the, while I'm in the um, bed, I just sit up, my back is up straight. And while I'm like fully awake, I just have my headphones in my ears and the meditation is on. And what I do, um, I, uh, what was the name of the book? Eat, Pray and Love by Elliot. Yes. And she talks about how praying for her is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. And from that, I had this realization that meditation is really just sitting with yourself and listening and not active listening, but uh, I got really good at not a lot of, but like for 10, 20 seconds to like completely turn off my mind and not think about anything, but just feel my higher self. And by higher self, I mean a part of me just that just observes and is not a thinking uh, persona because there is a person who thinks inside of us and there is the one that is aware of the thought. When we have this thought, we know we can let some thoughts flow. We can believe some of the thoughts or let them go. We are aware of the thought. thought. So I try to connect to the person that is just aware Mm -hmm. and always aware. And I like to call it as being part of the universe because animals, they don't have thinking mind. And they are just part of this ecosystem and part of the universe, always present and always in the being mode. So I try to go to the being mode where I just don't do anything. I just don't think about anything and just being, just connecting to just become being aware of everything that is going around me and not thinking about everything that is going around me. It's just what I do. And sometimes I have intention. Sometimes I ask a question before, and then I repeat the question and I, I just try to quiet my mind and hear the answers. And sometimes so often the answers come to me as a thought in the mind, but not a regular thought. You know how your gut feeling, oh, yeah. the difference between your gut feeling and just a thought. When it's a thought, you always wonder if it's a thought or a gut feeling. But when it's a gut feeling, you know it's a gut feeling. So or sometimes I just finish meditation and I might be doing my dishes and then the awareness comes. When I'm not thinking about it, that's basically when it comes. So I just have different intentions every day. Sometimes I just sit and other times I ask questions and wait for the answer, not actively. You seem to know, you know, we were talking about learning about ourselves <clears throat> earlier. You seem to know how you are and how your brain works. And is that something some, you some parts, just developed over yes, time or experience? Yes. I just do a lot of uh, observing about for myself. For example, when I was in the Turkey, I was I wanted to buy this bag, um, designer bag, and I was in this store for I think hour and a half deciding in between these two bags, and then I was like, I don't like none of it. I don't love. I I try to buy things that I love and not just like. And then another day, I came into the store, the first store. They showed me something different than I initially wanted. And immediately I was like, yes. So that was the observation I made. If I like something, I buy immediately. If I'm not sure about something, then I take time. So I use that awareness as an indication when I go into this store right now, 
when I like something, I know I'm buying it. And if I'm thinking about it, I know that's not what I want. So if we just observe, and I, as I mentioned, I have lists of like what turns me on or what turns me off, what gives me energy, what drains my energy, what makes me happy and what just makes me unhappy. And it helps me to understand just how I work, basically. I know that uh, some, if I, and Jay Shetty talks about when we want to, what, how healthy things feel and unhealthy. If like burger, for example, always before we eat it, we feel good about it. And after we eat it, it doesn't feel good in our body. But healthy stuff like broccoli or working out never feels good when you think about it in the first place. Oh, yeah. It always feels the afterwards. Like it always feels good afterwards. So I use the kind of small awarenesses to ask myself. The other day, there was this potato chips and I was like, I didn't eat it because I, I imagined how it would have felt in my body. And I was like, no, I really don't want to eat this. You can imagine how something would feel inside your body. And you, if you have eaten it, you have, and if, even if you haven't eaten it, we have this intel, like our body has intellect to feel it. So you can just imagine how it will feel. You can imagine how meeting a girl, for example, if you're texting with someone and like really tune into yourself and you can actually feel how you would feel afterwards. So you can do these little things like writing down what you like or don't like. And it helps you. If you know what turns you on, you can create an environment that you can be always like in your best self and always feel good. I know that when my husband does certain things, it drains my energy. So I try to avoid him when he does those. And it just helps us. I like how you said that about food that, you know, I've never really been a foodie in my life, but um, I try to stick to, you know, a decent diet just, you know, with my mm-hmm. CrossFit and stuff. But, um, but yeah, when I'm sometimes, one of the best things I've ever heard is with food is that, you know, when, before you're eating something, ask like what it's going to do for your body, you know? So mm-hmm. if you got a big, and I like donuts and all, like all the junk food too, but it's just like, if I eat this, eh, what's it really going to do for me? So I've never really, some people, like when you said you're, it just speaks to you intellectually, like, you know, broccoli or whatever. Just I've never heard of anybody really talk about it that way. So yes, and I, like and I I heard it from Jay Shetty. So <laughs> not I don't I don't if I'm if I came up with some, something I like to give credit to myself. But if someone else came up with it, I want to give credit to them. Well, that's good. I mean, give credit to where it's due. But you know, you know most yeah. of my stuff that I get from other people just because you know, and I take pearls and gems from it just because yeah, if I see somebody doing something, oh, that makes perfect sense. But not everything they're doing is good. But yeah, that, I'll take that and use that and see how it works. Then if it's shit, I just throw it out. Like, all right, that didn't work for me. So. I love that. I have that too. That's what I do. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take it and make it my own. Yeah. My my mom jokes about me. It's like she sent me this quote that said, like, if you knew me yesterday, you don't know me today because like I evolve every day or something because every day I have these realizations and I take those realizations. I'm like, okay, I want to develop this and I take it and I make my own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and, one, and also one of the best things I've heard is don't be married to your ideas because, you know, like you're talking about tomorrow, so, you know, something might change, I mean, for yourself or for the world around you or whatever. So, and, you know, and that part of the reason why I wanted to do one of these podcasts, you know, when we were talking about podcasting earlier, is that when I'm talking to other people that they might see it in a different light than I do. And it's like, hey, you know, again, like, you know, you may have said something today. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I like what she's talking about. You know, that makes perfect sense. I mean, just add that into my routine. But yeah. to be open. Yes, I like that to be open to ideas. And then, you know, as far as, you know, like, you know, we don't have to go down political or anything like that, but just, those ideas I may have heard got some misinformation and I've been spreading the wrong information. And I think that might 
obviously caused a lot of heated arguments. And then it was like, hey, I was wrong just because I've heard something that wasn't completely true, but I thought it was. And then I was afraid to talk it out with somebody because of escalating the situation rather than just sitting down with somebody and just say, let's talk about it. You know, I mean, that's what, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, we were talking about problems earlier in fights and marriages and relationships. Like, we just sit down and talk and have a rational conversation. We can, we can fix this pretty easily without each other getting mad and heated arguments and blowing the world up. And anyway. Yes, it's, it's, it's really possible. But it's not always easy. Sometimes <laughs> I say shitty stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all do. I mean, nobody's perfect. But I, but as, a, as long as it's not happening often, I'm proud of myself because before it was happening often and now it might happen the day before I get my period. So it's like <laughs> once a month, truly, me and my husband were joking, like it's, there's only one day in the month when I'm not on a good mood. I When I wake up, I'm either in a good mood or just regular mood but that one day i wake up on a bad mood and it's like indication to run for him (laughs) but at least before it was happening like three four times a week now it's like only one day in one month that i'm it's just very challenging for people to be around me so we can we can also give ourselves credit and you as you mentioned like before and now you are completely different not completely but you are so much Mm-hmm. your values are so much better and just do you even give yourself credit and tell yourself like thank you so much for working so hard we sh- you should give that do that more and people should do that more because you have worked so hard too and you're sticking with the diet you're working out mm-hmm. you are doing this podcast yeah well i'm a i'm my own worst enemy somebody told me that once in college and that stuck with me just i'm very self-critical and that you know, and I think it's also it's it's a curse. You know, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Just because you want to keep things getting better and better, but it's also that you're always contemplating in your mind that oh man, that was now that was trash. That didn't go well, and you know, and, you know, you might say so. I, I've probably you know I've said a lot of things on these podcasts that I either thought was true, and I you know like we were talking about misinformation that was not true, and whatever. And then I'll go back and man, man, I fucked that up. Yeah. Like damn it. <laughs> You know, feeling. yeah. And you just got to go with it. And then sometimes, you know, during my workouts and stuff, you know, it's like the other day we had to run two miles and I was like contemplating in my head that, you know, I was still going over. Like, mm, man, why'd I say that? You're an idiot. Even, even not on here, but just in regular conversations at work, mm. or just with friends and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I got demons. I don't know, but it's just, we all have demons. So. We all, when people tell me like, oh, you are good. I'm like, no, I'm not always good at these things. It's just like, I'm trying, I'm trying, trying, trying yeah. because nobody's perfect. No one is perfect. Uh, we don't have to ever believe that anyone is perfect and feels good all the time. Maybe Sadhguru who has worked on himself so many times, majority of the, his days, he feels amazing, but he would have his own moment to will have our own moment. It's just not happening that often. Yeah. It happens for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got them. And, you know, some yes. people, other podcasts, they talk about it too. And this, you know, and that's great. And I, I love being authentic and being open about it because it's like, like we were talking about, you know, I relate to that. Oh, I'm resonating with that. That makes sense. You know, it's just not me, you know? So, yes. um, I want to talk to you about yoga real quick. Like, how did you get into, I know we're switching oh, yoga. hardcore, but no, I know. no, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Okay, good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've done a couple of yoga classes in, in my day and I've enjoyed it, you know, and just um, I felt good afterwards. And just, you know, I've, this was probably years ago when I did it. I was trying to do one a week. So, I mean, how, what's your background? How did you get started in that? And, and why? I actually have done two trainings 
Uh, one was like 200 hour yoga teacher training, which is power yoga training. And another is like 50 hour yoga sculpt teacher training. And I also teach yoga too. Uh, I love yoga. And how I found myself there is also another interesting story. When I gave birth, I know you can tell right now, but I gained 58 pounds. 58? Uh, yes. And then I lo- lo- lost all of it and uh, I look good now. I love myself now. Yeah, hey, you look good. <laughs> you did well getting it off. I look good. I know. I love myself. My mom was like, today we were together and, and me and my sister and she was like, hide mirrors from her because I look like, looking at myself like, I look good. I like myself. And she was like, hide mirrors from her because I like to look at myself because I worked for my body so hard. Yeah, and when I gave birth, um, I gained 58 pounds and I hated myself and it is not a good place to start we would always not always would not and not vote it would be good if we change ourselves because we love ourselves so much and we want it to be better but at that moment i hated myself i had stretch marks everywhere thank god it when my skin shrunk it got lighter and you cannot see them anymore but imagine like being i was 20 years old and i was this is my thinking then I was beautiful before and now I don't feel beautiful anymore because I always, I get ready for me. Mm-hmm. I will, I only think I want to look in the mirror and like the person that is standing there. I don't do it for boys or men or for my husband. I dress up every day for myself and I wanted to have good body because I wanted to like myself. And I was, I think six months postpartum and my son was still waking up every night. My husband was working half time and studying full time. And it wasn't a best place to start working out. But we, when we hit the rock bottom and we always make the big changes in our life because we cannot take our life anymore. And I, that moment came and I started to do the yoga. My husband was like, in the university, girls go to this core power yoga and go to core power. I went to core power yoga and I started to do yoga sculpt. And I met this instructor afterwards and she was so friendly and she was so so fun. And I wanted to have friends with no kids. I wanted to feel that young energy inside of me again, because I, my son was so small, six months. And I wanted to have this friend. I was like, she was, she told me that uh, and then she was making fun that she was told by the management to like tell people to do the trainings. But she was like, do you want to do the training? I'm going to be a teacher. And I was like, I like you. Like, I'm going to do a training because of you. She didn't end up teaching the training, but I went through the teacher training. And in that process, I just reconnected to the passion of mine, which is writing. We had to write assignments. And I started my own blog, which I still have. And I still write my blog. And afterwards, uh, because when I, when I moved to another state, I was like, I really, I'm really enjoying yoga and I want to do the traditional yoga teacher training as well because yoga sculpt is more like a workout. And then I did the, my 200 hour teacher training, which was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Even the teachers, instructors were saying that this group that we had, they don't usually get the group like this. We were, we were all so connected and the realizations that we had and the train everything was just so beautiful and amazing and that's just how it happened because I wanted to be with friends with this girl then I found so many things about myself and I started my blog and I then wrote my book because I started my blog and I got this idea to write a book and all of that started from just wanting me wanting to be with friends with someone so, all right. So you said yoga sculpt is more like a workout. 
or what? Yes. I don't know. So the... Core Power Yoga, no, I think Core Power started in 2001. Um, it's Yoga Sculpt is wor- a workout with okay. yoga elements, with elements of yoga. So, so give me a, a for example, a, like a class. Um, what would a class look like of Yoga Sculpt compared to regular yoga? It starts regular yoga is just like, uh, oh, and I, I was doing vinyasa because there are so many uh, yoga. Um, there is like so many uh, types of yoga. I was doing vinyasa and vinyasa is more like building up the heat into our body and then cooling it down, which is okay. just regular yoga. I'm just going to call it. And for the sculpt, for example, you would start by building up the heat. And while you're doing your crunches, you your one leg might be up and you are balancing and also doing your crunches. And I remember the guys would come with like big muscles and at the end of the workout, they would have been exhausted because yeah. it just works your every tiny muscle you have while you are also working on your balance and while you are also working on your mental like mind. So it's just a different level of workout. Um, it's just amazing. I love it because you're, you're, and while you're working on your balance, Inside the studio, it applies to your life outside of the studio. Because if you are really balanced in the poses, sure. you just automatically become balanced in the outer life. So I just, it really, it really improved my life. What, what about what about hot yoga? Do you ever get into that? Yes, and vinyasa was hot, hot yoga. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, you, you can do vinyasa in cold room or hot room, but in core power, they do hot yoga and they have hot rooms and they also have... Uh, different types of yoga as well like core restore yoga which is holding poses one minute each which is amazing because imagine like holding a challenging pose for one minute and then like letting it go and you finally find your flow and when you think that you cannot take it anymore you just change the pose so there are a lot of types of yoga and it just has different purpose I didn't realize that. I thought there was only like regular yoga and hot yoga. I never really knew there was a bunch of different other ones, but yes, there are a bunch of bunch of bunch of other yogas. And Eastern yoga is completely different from Western yoga. And yoga started like they I think that yoga started like five thousand years ago. And we only have uh, the book, which is Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, which was two thousand years ago. Before it was like word of mouth. They were just like telling each other. It was not. Actually, I, uh, it might have been written, but we don't have any actual written book. We only have it from 2000 years ago. So it's very old. And it, it actually it was created for the meditation uh, sages because they were sitting in the meditation for so long. They needed some poses to support their body to be in the meditation that long. Hmm. Never knew that. Yes, because in, intention was different. And then westernized yoga is more like a workout and more like body for the mind but eastern yoga is more slow and more patient and more about like um removing these layers of our body to achieve that bliss and to journey inside of our bodies so i would assume that you would you prefer the eastern over western i prefer both at different times if i'm waking up and i feel like i have a lot of emotions coming up i'm just gonna make it more slow but uh, majority of the days, I like my workout. I like doing accomplishing something hard in the beginning of the day because it gives me the ability. And uh, when I'm working out, when it gets really hard and when it's like when they say one and like let's change, I'm like one more, one more, sometimes two more. And I do a little extra uh, that 
if I do extra there, I do extra at my work because how we do anything is how we do everything. And it's just so true to my life. If I'm lazy to do my dishes, I'm lazy to do my work. If I'm doing my work and uh, for example, if I take some, if I take my earbuds from the case, uh, earphones, and if I, I always try 99.9%, I put it back where it belongs because if I have not done that, then majority of times I cannot find it. So it just applies to everything. If I'm doing hard things in the morning, when I need to put my things back, I'm going to stand up immediately and put the things back for my future self. Sometimes I just thank my past self for doing something because I, I saw that, I think it was some memes that said like, when you put things for tomorrow and tomorrow comes and this guy is like sitting <laughs> sad because when you put these things for tomorrow or for hour and then hour comes, it's like, we it's still us that have to do those things. So just that part of my morning helps me to keep up with the rest of the day. Yeah, I agree. Um, I always enjoy other people who, enjoy doing hard things just because one time I heard that, you know, like, you know, with CrossFit, say we got to do a power clean at 225 and whatever. Yeah. It's pretty tough. And like the workouts are pretty intense, but um, like, as you said that you go out through the rest of your day, so somebody, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know, takes your order from for food or uh, I don't know, cuts you off in traffic mm-hmm. or I don't know, just some small thing. Then you're because most people in my point of view seem to be like, yeah. all right, no big deal. Just let that slide. I mean, the worst things have happened. So, and it's like, so doing hard things, it just seems to make your day seem to be go through a little bit easier. Maybe not everybody that might be yeah. generally speaking, but from what I've seen. So, but I yeah. think do, doing the hard things that you enjoy the results for mm-hmm. will help you because if you are just, a worker is doing hard work and you're just there for the money. I don't think that would be enjoyable. Like I think I doing the workout because then I look in the mirror and then I like my body and I'm like, when the hard, when it's hard and when I, my arms are shaking, I'm like imagining myself liking my body and it just helps. But if someone doesn't have that intention for doing the hard things, I think it, it might be draining for them rather than energizing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a goal that you set for yourself too, that if you're wanting that type of body and that, you know, like, Hey, you know, anything worth doing, it's not really comes that easy. And you're putting yourself through the the grind just to get there. Yes. And not everyone should work out if they don't prioritize it for me. It's a priority Mm -hmm. for someone else. It might not be. And also some people say they would like to have a good body and I'm pretty sure they would like it too, but it's just also understanding ourselves that is it a really priority for me? And for someone, it might not be. And social media, as you said, might tell them that it should be a priority for them. But it's not. They they might like their body how it is, and if they like it, others would like it too. Because however we treat ourselves, that's how universe treats us. So as you said, like for the show, social media, just ask questions for ourselves. I might not want to. For some guys, might not want to have muscles and. Yeah. get bigger and they might enjoy how they look and there are girls who actually like skinny boys there are so many girls that actually turn get turned on by skinny boys so there is a person for everyone yep and it's just like accepting ourselves as we are yeah you know you, you know and i always you know probably talk about working out a lot on here but yeah i mean i don't care what people do if you if it makes you happy you're not hurting yourself or anyone else do it i mean you know, if like and like you just said, if you're happy with the way things are and you found your passion at, I don't know if, if it's painting or whatever. I suck at 
painting. But if it's that, yeah, and I'm, I admire people who can paint. I, I admire people who can even cook. I see it as an art that, especially you go to a fancy restaurant, the way they do things, it's just, man, yeah. man it looks badass. I wonder how they did that. But yeah, I mean, you just got to find yourself and what you love about yourself and what you enjoy doing and just go with it. Just see where it takes you. Yes, yeah. There are so many people who might hate to do what you do, like CrossFit. You said CrossFit, yes. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to do it, but you enjoy it. It gives you. No. Whatever it gives you, so you keep doing it. I mean, it make it makes sense to me for. Oh, I love that word. It yeah. makes sense to you. I yeah. love it. I'm gonna use that and give you credit. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, I started doing it like eight, nine years ago, and that I don't know, and that's what I've been telling my. And, and you know, there's days that I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want to go down there and work out." I mean, I want to just go home and eat Doritos and watch Netflix, but. Um, but yeah, but I, I make myself go. I guess that's part of the discipline in me just because I'm like, we were talking about, you know, with being goal oriented, like, Hey fatty, you can't just sit here and do this all the time. Yeah. On some days you can, but you got to go do it. I shame myself, I guess. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Don't you feel but, better afterwards? Say what? Don't you feel better? Yeah, afterwards and that, and that's what I was, exactly what I was getting at is that, you know, I start working out and I start moving and I, my blood starts pumping and then it's like, man, I'm glad I came that this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just took like a whole weight off my shoulders. And I was just like, wow, okay. Now, and then and that's the reason I keep going back because it sucks starting, but once I get going, it's like, man, okay, now I'm good. Now I feel Yes, yeah. I love that. And also there are days when we, our bodies actually ask to stay. Like sometimes I have moments when like my whole body is so like sore that it's like asking me and begging me to not do anything that day. And it's also like listening to our body. I just want to mention this as listeners, you don't have to always push yourself. If you truly know, and not like we are lazy, if you truly know that that day your body needs rest, just give it to it because yeah. then it, it would just won't end well. You will get sick or anything because our body is just talking to us all the time. But majority of the time, that's not the case. Majority of the time, we might get lazy and don't want to go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, that's where CrossFit can, can sometimes get a bad name is just because that in workouts, supposedly in the methodology, you're supposed to actually give out, you know, roughly 90 to 100 percent of the workout every time. Now, somebody new to training like that, you're all. Yeah, you can do that maybe for a day or two, but your body is going to eventually say, hey, man, we got to we got to take a break, bro. And but. A lot of people don't get that. And that's where it might come in to saying that but people are not listening to their body. And then the next day they come in, they might get an injury or something. And this is generally speaking, I'm not talking about everybody here, mm -hmm. but, and, but that's one of the things I've learned that, you know, if my body's like, mm, we're pretty still sore, man, maybe just take a few extra days or actually even just try to get, you know, some rest. But I, and I stick to a pretty good routine that I have two rest days a week. And that's when I either just try to stretch out. Um, we used to, I used to do a lot of Ramwad, which is like CrossFit's version of yoga. And, that always helped me out. Like my body was like, Oh yeah, we're stretching out. We needed this. So um, it's good that you mentioned that. So people know that we don't only talk about pushing ourselves, but we need those rest days too. Yeah. And then, but also that, you know, you could still, you know, do the workouts, but you don't always have to give a hundred percent. You know, you can just come in and just, Hey, I want to move around, just get a decent workout. You know, who cares if I didn't pick up the weight that I was supposed to, but yeah, I still moved. I've worked out. I feel good now. And then that's fine. And yeah, that's just what, you know, fine. People just got to learn about. So I don't know. I sometimes tell myself anything is better than nothing. Yeah. So, and like five minutes is better than zero minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. You did something. I mean, no movement versus just taking walk outside. You immediately feel so much better. Well, 
you know, you know, obviously in America we have a obesity problem, as you probably very well of. But and that you know, some people just say, oh, it's genetics or it's just you know, I don't know, a medical issue. But it doesn't mean that you know, can you get up and walk to the refrigerator? You know, can you get up and walk to your car? Well, that's still moving. So if you can just learn to start, and like we were talking about earlier, like just take those small little wins, add them up in life, and just say, all right, maybe today I'm going to walk to my car 10 times a day. All right, so then, you know, do that for a week. The next week, all right, now I'm going to do 15 times. And then slowly just start to build off that. And then maybe it gets to where, oh, I'm going to take a walk around my block or whatever have you. And, yeah, it can't be done yes. if you're just willing to do it. I don't know. That's where I'm going with that point, but. That was your point. <laughs> you can uh, yeah, say that. You can uh, say that, and you make points. Well, you give such a great advice, and then you're like, "I don't. I know where you well, are." I start talking. Valid point. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes I just start talking, and then like my where my mind starts racing. Then I'm like, wait, where was I going with that point? I don't know. And then it's just like and maybe from I, I the outside. Like yes, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's your perception because from the outside, I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting." I'm like listening to, it. and uh, you were like. I, I was like, you make valid points. What are you talking about? Uh, I guess that's no. We were talking about earlier being my own worst enemy. So who knows? But yes. Okay, I have to ask you a quick question. What, what's your is it called the zodiac sign on English? What's your yeah, horoscope? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what do you think it is? Okay, okay. I okay. Can I have two guesses? Sure. You can have three. Okay. okay. I'm not really. I'm not really knowledgeable in zodiac, so. That's not why I asked I asked it, but I was still curious. Okay, it might be a Virgo. Uh, no. Gemini. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, with the discipline and because I'm a Virgo, because asking yourself from so much, okay, it might be a Virgo. But then I was like, okay, he keeps pulling on different directions. He might be a Gemini. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good. All right. So is that what brought it up? Or is that what that, my tail, I guess? Is that how you called it? There's two different directions because it's two supposed to be two people or two. No, no, since I don't know, but like I don't know a lot about astrology, so I don't know what about astrology too. But I know overall the science, and you are just like saying one thing, and then like some part of you is just like against of what you just. <laughs> I know this is a weird way to put it, but like yeah. you look like Gemini, and every sign is amazing. There is no sign better than any other sign, or every person has positive and negative aspects of them there's no perfect person with like perfect horoscope i was just curious i like i like horoscope i like my favorite if i'm sitting and like laughing i'm just reading and look looking at virgo memes because i love to do that i'm just like listening to hearing like what the jokes about virgo and i love them because i'm a virgo i just love all the shadow parts of virgos i get very skeptical with that stuff but i think it's fun you know? It's fun, yes. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just fun because when I <laughs> and I was like looking at this meme that said like Virgos on three a.m. opening their eyes, like where's my birth certificate? And I just forgot about it. And yesterday, my husband thought I was like already asleep. I just like stood up and I was like, I have to. I remember that we had this we had this interview today, and I was like, I'm gonna put an alarm on so I don't forget. And he was like, I thought you were sleeping. I was just quiet for an hour. And I was like, all <laughs> oh, the memes are so fun because like I just connected to it. So even like when I do tarot cards or oracle card readings, like it's not. Oh, it's it's just fun. It's just a tool. It's just mm. a way. As you said, like if we like something, we can take out of it, but we don't have to like fully believe it and let it determine our whole life. It's just fun. 
How do you feel about ghosts and stuff like that? Do you believe in those? Uh, I, okay, so I was doing mediumship classes, so I have even had communication with spirits, with like loved ones, species loved ones. Okay, I had, I had like crazy experiences. So I, I don't know about I, ghosts. Okay, define ghost for me. Ghost just is uh, spirits who are dead and then we see their uh, soul or whatever. Yes, that's sure. how you define ghosts. Yeah, I guess I believe, I believe in them. I believe in them because I have had so many examples in my life and I personally had some like how do you say like I talked to um the dead people I don't know when I was doing the mediumship classes and psychic classes I had some crazy experiences yes so like you actually spoke to yes and it was so crazy I was like I was I was like and talking seems like you some people just have these images in their head and some people just get ideas as we were talking about meditation and gut feeling how gut feeling feels like and i was saying and this woman was like oh that's my mother and she like i was saying her stuff that nobody would have known and it, someone else did the same for me we were just like practicing and do it, doing some exercises to connect to the loved ones we were like five people in the room and we were like talking to each other's loved ones. So I had some crazy experiences. And when I was doing the psychic classes, my intuition got so um, good that my husband lost the keys and I found it with the worms of the hand immediately. Like I was like doing like this because obviously the more you do something, it just um, enhances, but it increases your ability when you do more meditation for increasing your intuition, but your intuition increases. And then I moved out from Hawaii and I have not, and the mediumship classes, I didn't really enjoy because it's, I didn't, at, the, at night I was feeling some weird stuff afterwards and I was seeing some weird stuff. So I was like, okay, mediumship classes is not for me. I like, <laughs> I like brighter life, <laughs> but I, I like to try things and I like to try new things and I like to explore different topics. So, and the other day I just uh, reported an, um, conversation podcast i also have my own podcast with uh, a medium medium and the moment i started talking to her she told me something that nobody knew and i was like okay and i even like one time my grandfather who my great grandfather who has died he was a doctor and he has invented uh, the medicine for how is it how do you say it in english oh uh, do you know when people inhale stuff and they can't breathe like asthma do you say it oh, asthma? Yeah. Asthma? Is it? Yeah, asthma. yeah so and so he has he nobody can cure it now and he he was he had to cure for it but because everyone wanted the medicine he kept it from his for himself and he got heart attack and he died and nobody knows the secret so i went to a medium to talk to my grandfather and the medium told told me everything about him there is no way she could have knew all of that stuff so i truly because of my experiences i believe in those kind of things but i don't think everyone should believe it everyone should try for themselves and then choose if they want to believe because you cannot believe something or not if you don't understand it or have not tried it i believe i've tried it and it has worked i believe in it but it's scary it was scary for me yeah that, yeah. imagine like imagine going to sleep and feeling something next to you like it is scary yeah, I've never had experience like that, but I've heard of. I hope you will not. Yeah, like no, I don't think so. I mean, if I have, I don't. I was okay. Remember, or <laughs> okay. I feel like I, I would remember, but I don't think I've ever had anything. 
as far as yes, I, I had visited, I tried like, and I, because when you open up yourself to it, uh, after a while, uh, as my, the medium that was teaching us told us that the uh, spirits won't ask you anymore. They will just appear in your life unannounced because you have opened and opened the channel in yourself that is receptive to them. So that's why I was like, um, my mom even told me like, I don't think because is growing up, she had a lot of like dreams and all of that. I think it runs in our family, this more intuitive and more intense, like seeing of spirits. She was like, that's not fun because she had a lot of uh, challenging dreams grow, growing up and she has seen some stuff and then she stopped. Uh, so I was like, you're right, because I don't want you to open up myself to that because I like being a bright person and it's the, the spirit world is very challenging on our hearts and on our spirit and like the talking to the dead ones and all of that energy still affects us so I don't want it to go down there and I just stopped and I'm grateful that my mom got that idea that helped me understand that I was like oh well actually I didn't want it to go to the mediumship classes anymore but I wasn't aware of it so it was just good some people tell us what we need to know before we know it that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. Have you, have you, you say you've been interested, you were interested in that stuff even since you were little? Or is this kind I of. I think since I was little, I was always fascinated. As you said, what we are fascinated by, it's like some, it increases some curiosity. And so I, when I would hear that someone was talking to spirits, I was like, oh, that's cool. I always thought that it is cool. And I was always fascinated by it. And that's why I then went and tried this psychic and mediumship classes. And psychic classes are fun. It just helps you. I learned to clear my body in psychic classes. And for two years, nothing happened to me. No cold, no fever, no flu, because I learned how to clear my body and clean my body and like stay with the blockages and open up the blockages into my body. And the only thing that happened to me was COVID. And I was, I, my ego was like, how dare, because my husband got it. And then I got it from him. And I was like, how dare I, I caught it because I was in my ego of not catching anything anymore. When you say clear your body, I mean, just give us a vague definition. Okay. How do you clear and your body? You it might back. look uh, different uh, for everyone. Uh, for me, it was just like learning. For example, do you ever get the feeling in your throat or in your belly and in your chest, the tightness uh, or when your heart, when you cannot breathe anymore that well, that's just a blockage in our body. And for example, if I feel um, tightness in my throat and mostly it's in my throat because uh, when I do podcasts, like it's mostly talking that I do or asking the question. So I know, like I ask myself, is there, I either have uh, overshared or not been speaking my truth. So that's why it might be a blockage into our throat. So I just then stay to my throat, into my throat. And I just feel when you like, let's imagine, okay, not throat. If someone has a headache, headache means that there is a blockage into our mind. We have been overthinking. We have been consuming a lot of information. We have been thinking too much. So how it looks like, it's just like you just stay with the headache. You just identify where is the pain and then just become aware and focus on that part that is painful. And when I do that, for me, it looks like I start to yawn. I start to like, my nose gets runny. I start to like, my the tears come out. And then like, this is a form of, I might start sneezing. And sneezing is good. Coughing is good. All of that is a way of releasing um, something from our body. So when I focus on that part, which is might be a blockage or painful or 
tension in my body. And I start to release that by like crying or sneezing or different ways. And when it stops, the pain stops and I just feel so much better. I mean, so you're just kind of purging yourself, I guess, in a sense. I don't know what purging means. Um, so you're, uh, how's the best way to put it? You're just kind of getting all the talk. Where, where are you going? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, he's going to keep talking. And while he's talking, oh, I was just going to. I saw you get up and I was like, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> no, and I thought like it's a good moment because he's talking. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> It's just like getting whatever's inside out of your body. So a lot of people say purging is almost vomiting almost, you know, okay. have you ever, yes. I've never done ayahuasca, but do you know what? No, I haven't done it. Yes, okay. I know it. Yeah. So like they say you're purging, like, I guess your inner demons out or getting all this bad stuff out when you do ayahuasca. Exactly. So that's that's how it feels for me too. Okay. Hmm. Yes. And everyone has different ways to let go. Some people might just cry. Some people just, I don't know, some people, everyone has their own way to let go. But that's just how I learned to do it in my psychic class. So psychic classes are amazing. Mediumship classes are a little bit more challenging. But psychic classes are a lot of fun. And usually it's crystal shops. Majority of the crystal shops hold the psychic classes. So if anyone wants to explore it, just go to your local crystal shop and ask them if they are doing or if they know someone that is doing it. Because it just helps you to become aware of your body and learn about chakras and clearing them up. And we learned a lot of cool exercises too of how to identify if someone else has blockages and how to let them go of their blockages with different ways. Uh, quick question. Have you been sitting on the floor the whole time? Oh, I love it. That's how I think. I always oh. sit on the floor. I was like, I, when you got up, I was like, was she sitting on the floor? I was like, that's... Yes, I'm always sitting on the floor. That's oh. why when I do my work, I work from the floor all day. And that's comfortable for you? Yes, it is. And it's actually really good uh, for our hips yeah. uh, and for our health and for our body health. It's really, really good to sit on the floor, maybe on a cushion, but I have a little cushion here. Not like directly on the ground, but on a little... Or on the grass or on the cushion. It's really, really healthy. Um, I think there is a book called Align Your Body by what is his name? I even follow him on social media. Don't know. If I remember him, the, uh, he also had has a podcast, I think. Uh, oh, the, the book, book's name is Align Method, I think. And he talk, he really dives deep into how we should align our bodies. And one of the ways was just floor sitting, walking barefoot uh, and hanging daily is an amazing way to just support our body. So yes, it's, I, I eat from the floor. I work from the floor. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I never, I, you know, I've never really know anyone who does that. So, but, but it's just comfortable for you. You enjoy it, I guess. Oh, it is. I, I really enjoyed it and truly really comfortable for me. And my back isn't hurting anymore. My legs are not hurting anymore. And when you think about sitting on the floor, your back is upright. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're actually pretty straight. Yeah, unless you, I guess some people do sit like that. Yes, I can do this too, and I can do that, but like it, it doesn't get comfortable. And then my legs are crossed in the lotus pose when I'm sitting. So it just like forces you to open up and to sit upright. And it helps me to be more focused when I'm doing my work. Because when you are sitting in the chair, you get very comfortable mm -hmm. and your mind starts to race. That's Rather than when you are not like that fully, like in the comfort of like going 
Do you just stay more focused? I do get that because, you know, at work, I finally got myself a standing desk, but I find myself even yeah. sitting here there too, that I can find myself just kind of, you know, if I lean back too far, I'm like, oh yeah, wait, don't do that. Sit up. So yeah. So yeah. She just helps you to focus. When I do this to my mind, I'm like, okay, listen. <laughs> so but, um, we didn't even talk about your book over there, over your right shoulder, back to yourself. So maybe we should, uh, let's promote that a little bit. So tell us about that real quick. Oh, this book is, uh, when, this book, the book is called like Back to Yourself. And it's basically just whatever we have been talking, like it helps you to understand yourself in the, from my perspective, because everything I have been talking here for the past hour or more, it's just my perspective, my life, but it might give um, others some realizations. So it's good to listen to others, as we said, mentioned listening to others' podcasts. And I was listening to one of the podcasts actually, and someone was talking about book and how she wrote a book. And then I got an idea, what if I write a book? And it spoke to me and I got fascinated by it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna write a book. And the outline I thought I wrote at first and the actual book are just like two completely different things. The book wrote itself basically. And I remember when I moved to Hawaii, and I was living in the van. I actually finished my book while living in the van in the library of Hawaii. So at times I was writing it from even a toilet because the first apartment that we lived in Hawaii was just like one room. And when my son was sleeping, I would bring a table into the toilet and write from there. So I, it, this book, I just love it so much because it was very challenging to write it. It took a little bit more than a year wow. and I wrote it from all the different places so it's like something I accomplished even though it was challenging and the people who read it love it I was critical for it and then I was like okay it is actually good when I read it I actually like it so if it will help someone great that's great that yeah even if it's just one person like get something from it that you're making a difference in their life Exactly. You are speaking my uh, like thoughts. If one, even one person listens to this conversation and gets something mm-hmm. out of it, we have done our job. I like that. Let's uh, let's take it home on that on a good positive note. Um, but I do have one more quick question. What is what's the paint, okay. your picture over your left shoulder? I've been looking at it the whole, yeah, and I've been looking at it the whole time. I was like, man, that's badass. This one. Okay, my friend Aliona and. Uh, I want people to find her. She she lives in Florida, so they can buy it from her. Her name was like Cosmic Berry, I think. This called um I think this is called how is it okay, I might mispronounce it. Transmutation is the word, yes. Yeah. The painting is called transmutation. And uh when I met her and I bought this painting, I was in the process of changing myself into this um where I was aligning who I wanted to be and who I was. So it, this painting really spoke to me. And every time I, my, big, uh, my life has like big changes going on, I just look at this painting and I imagine myself like transforming into this like beautiful being that I want to be on different levels. I like that. I like that a lot. That looks cool. Yeah, I can't, I've been looking at it. I was like, man, that looks cool. I like this the, the eye. Like it's like a third eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, I love it. It's speaking to me too, I guess. I don't know. So, 
Um, yes, because maybe you are transforming to something. I don't know. I, I wonder that sometimes when I'm sitting by myself. It's like, hmm. But I mean, like what I said earlier, like the Chris Sheeler five years ago, the Chris Sheeler 10 years ago is very different from the one today. And some people might disagree with that. But in my point of view, I think so. So. Yes. I, I like Chris today. I enjoyed having conversation with you and you look very open-minded and very relaxed. And I really appreciate that being people, who, people who think people who are open to others' opinions mm-hmm. and people who are open to share their own opinions and people who are cool and relaxed. Yeah. I really feel comfortable with those type of people. So I felt very comfortable during this conversation. I, I haven't even felt the time going. So that's a good indication of a good podcast host. That's, that's how I like to see it. So yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> looked down. I was like, Oh, we've been going for a while. So, um, but if anybody finds or wants to find you on the internets and they want to get your book or all that good stuff, I said the internet. Yes. Uh, I think do, how do they do that? The best way to find everything at one place is just like my website, which is like anirich.com, A N I R I C H.com. And if they want to find me on Instagram, they can find me. I share a bunch of stuff, like all aspects of my life. It's not only like my coaching, it's like me dancing or me painting. <laughs> me like joking with my husband so uh my instagram handle is like any rich coaching and also if they want to find my personal instagram which i love that it's like any good vibe so my website is the best place to find and they can find the book on amazon as well it's just anyrich.com there is easier to find all of the other aspects of my social media gotcha well annie this is beautiful this is a beautiful conversation i enjoyed it so uh, we'll take it. And on. thank you. Thank You're you favorite. so much. I really enjoyed it too. Okay. Stay classy, folks. We're out of here. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park